You are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. As with every episode, we start off this one stating that the intended audience are currently practicing informatics pharmacists. So, today's topic is going to be an interesting and different one. It's going to be about complaints and why they are actually good to have them and how to approach them. So we have all experienced complaints in one form or another in our lives. And uh, those of us in informatics uh, actually have experienced complaints from a variety of people. One of the things that should be realized is complaining is not always bad. In fact, it might be argued that complaints are a good thing because who else to notice the issues in the system than the people who are currently working in the workflow. But, you know, having said that, I do understand that there are a handful of complainers that complain just to complain. I've experienced that myself, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. So, I want to challenge you to find the positive message for each complaint that you get. So why am I saying the complainers are good? Typically, the ones who actually complain really know the workflow inside and out. They work in the pharmacy workflow every day, day in and day out, so they know exactly what works for their workflow and what doesn't. Um, personally, I'm not really in the workflow that much, so I do rely on the complainers and the people who file the issues to know whether something is working for them or not. So complaints, in general, they identify things that you may not have seen or noticed because you aren't regularly in the workflow, and it provides an opportunity for you to learn more about the process, which you may have had a blind spot for. Uh, the number of complaints uh, for specific incidences can also help with stratifying the importance of the issues. So if one particular issue has a lot of complaints for it, you know, it might be a more important issue because it's affecting the, the workflow more. So seeing the number of complaints helps you with stratifying and prioritizing what to resolve. Um, another thing is having the complaints can be used as a support for when you need to make a feature request to the vendor. So sometimes it's a numbers game for the big EHR vendors in terms of what feature they need to add. They're, you know, they have a lot of clients. They have like maybe hundreds of clients and they need to know which complaints, which issues are big enough of an impact that they need to address it in their big major release. And uh, having the complaints filed and tracked, this kind of gives you support for saying that it's big on your side and they need to address that. And uh, on the selfish side of things, complaints are basically a form of support for job security. If there are no complaints, the implication is that the system order workflow is working perfectly. There's no issues, it's just perfect. So what's the need of having maintenance, right? If there's no issues, there's no need for an informatics pharmacist. So, you know, having complaints can also be an argument to say like, oh, we do need this type of maintenance work to be done. And we do need these professionally trained individuals um, that are specialized in informatics to help resolve this. So the next part is how do we handle complainers? This is something that I've learned over time because when I started in informatics, I didn't really have a mentor to guide me through. And uh, what I've learned over the years is Thanking them and making them important goes a very long way. I always make it a point to respond to complainers with gratitude. I always say, thank you. Thank you for letting me know about this issue. Or thank you for pointing this out. I didn't notice it before. And this is a, um, I, I really appreciate that you pointed it out to me. It makes them feel important. It makes them feel welcomed. And uh, complainers are people you want on your side, not the opposite side. You don't let it become a them versus you. Try to change it to an us versus system. We're on the same team. We're trying to make the system work for everybody because we want to provide the best patient care. Um, another thing that I 
tend to do is I try to find the one who's the loudest, you know, the one that complains the most, and I try to have them be an active tester in the team. So this goes along with getting complainers to feel important. The loudest ones are usually the ones with the most experience and are very particular about the workflow and how the workflow works. So when you're implementing a new system, such as, you know, a new workflow technology or a new machine or a new uh, completely new health record system, something like that, um, you need to ensure like the, the critical ones, the people who know the most about the workflow are going to be part of the testing. Sometimes what I found was asking for volunteers may not yield the greatest results because it just brings in people who want to help and people who are newer that are not afraid of technology. And the ones that have the most experience may not want to volunteer. So what we want is kind of like a balance between the most experienced to volunteer and um, the, the ones that are newer. So we have people who are very vocal about what they find and they know what they're talking about. Um, another thing that I found was really useful was engaging in regular walkthroughs. So in my previous job, I was located in a room that was separated from the pharmacy and I would make myself present in the pharmacy about once or twice a week for the sole purpose of just walking around, making myself present and uh, working on workflow issues that come up, just observing and seeing what's going on. What I found was making myself available for people, uh, it built a stronger relationship. So they became more trustworthy towards me and they, it felt like there was a better camaraderie. And this is all helpful for building that relationship for later on when you not, you might have to work with a compromise for something. So that brings me to my next discussion. What if complaints are not completely fixable? So if they're not fixable, that means a compromise must be made. So if you've already been building this relationship, um, hopefully by now, they understand you, you understand them. So the person filing the complaint with the system, there is a certain rapport going on with them. And what I found was the best thing to do at first is acknowledge the problem. This uh, reinforces to them that you're not ignoring them. You know the problem and you're thankful that they brought it up to you and now you want to address it. So then you present the proposed solution or the workflow change to the team member. If you already have an established rapport, they may understand and they may not bring it up again. And the worst case scenario, the discussion starts on what kind of compromise can be made. And at least now, the discussion allows them to feel like they are part of the process and are important to the organization. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is tracking these complaints efficiently. Uh, one of the things that I've always had that all the places I've worked with is a ticketing system. And uh, this is a pl- place where they will file the ticket and uh, you can keep track of all your activity with that ticket. So when the complaint comes in, uh, after I send a thank you email, I ask them to log the ticket. I ask them to be part of the active process of tracking this uh, complaint. So having the ticket logged by them keeps them active in the process of the issue resolution. And it also allows for the informatics pharmacist to not need extra time logging new tickets on their behalf uh, for every single problem that the pharmacy team members are complaining about. It kind of helps me work smart by not having that extra you know, step and th- it's already coming into me. And then now I'm focused on fixing the issue. Uh, the other thing is that I keep the users informed regularly and I set a schedule for myself in which I'd keep the user updated every week or so in order to show them that the ticket is still being worked on and someone on our end um, actually cares about what they were complaining about. Prioritizing is also a very important part in tracking complaints efficiently. I personally do this by stratifying the complaint tickets into risk categories and then setting due dates on them accordingly. So there, there is a website that I'll put in the show notes uh, from SuperOffice. It's an analysis strategy. 
And this page actually talks about customer complaints, but this kind of applies to us too because in the informatics arena, in the pharmacy informatics arena, the pharmacy teams are kind of like our customers. So when they complain, there's a way to address it. And on this website um, from superoffice.com, there's uh, five questions that uh, need to be asked. One is, has this happened before? Uh, two is, have complaints been recorded before? And three is, how often does the same complaint arise? And four, is there a pattern to this complaint and how was it received? And uh, fifth is, has the customer reported this previously? The same customer reported this previously. And, you know, answering those five questions helps with me uh, in prioritizing what's the most important to address now and then what is, uh, you know, that can be left on the back burner for later. And, you know, although this is meant for customers, the same principle would apply for pharmacy team members because in a way, they are customers to the informatics pharmacist. So... Hopefully by now, um, if you previously thought complaints were bad, then now you can understand a little bit more about how you can use and leverage complaints to result in a positive impact to your duties as an informatics pharmacist. All right. If you like this episode, you can rate our show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of other favorite podcasting services. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook through the handle PharmacyITMe, or you can email us at PharmacyITMe at gmail.com. You can also follow me on my personal Twitter at uh, Tony Dow PharmD. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.